When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd first like you to go over and check out other podcasts, High School Hoops, the five-minute basketball coaching podcast, uh, Funneled on Defense. Just finish this one first and then uh, pull the car over or stop your run and go over and check the other ones out, download all of them, um, But uh, and leave a five-star review. We'd love that. Uh, but we would like to give a shout-out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Um they, we don't, I, I believe in this. I believe I don't have a lot of sponsors um, that I talk about, and Dr. Dish is one of them. I believe in this machine. It is great. It has helped our team. Um, you mentioned Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $400 off. That's all. That, that's probably the best compliment I can give is a lot of people approach me about, uh, about being me talking about them and being sponsors on here. And Dr. Dish, I believe in them so, so much that. Um, that's why I do it. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is what I would have wanted as a young 25 year old coach. Um, I would have wanted all of these resources and, uh, you know, maybe it would have helped me, uh, win a few more state titles. I don't know. Um, but from someone that's been a nationally ranked coach, um, and had nationally ranked teams and won that numerous state titles. Um, this thing is everything you need to take your team to the next level. Um, we offer a 14-day free trial because we believe in it so much. Go over and check it out, and let's head off the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Not sure what, not sure what uh, episode this is going to be, Coach, but it's going to be. God, I've done like so many of these. Um, anyway, so otherwise I'll start talking about how many podcasts I've done. So, uh, Coach, I'm going to have you introduce yourself, uh, and then I'm going to have you tell your basketball journey, kind of where you played, you know, how you got into coaching, where you're coaching now, all of those kind of things. Um, so the listeners kind of know um, before we start talking about some specific things, and then I, I start asking your questions. So um, it's all yours. Um, I'm Coach Will Bryson. Um, 
uh, currently the head boys basketball coach at Mingo Valley Christian in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, re- relatively a school of about 330 students, K through 12. Uh, so they're not a very big school. Uh, well, how do divisions work in Oklahoma? I always ask this because everybody is so different. Yeah. Uh, so we, we have the Oklahoma Secondary Schools Athletic Association, which is the, the state association. So they have class. For basketball, they got class B all the way up to 6A. 6A is our top classification. Um, I think our largest school in Oklahoma is about 20, no, about three, 3,200 students. Okay. Um, and that, that, that one's located in Oklahoma City area, Mustang, I mean, UConn High School. And then uh, here in Tulsa, we got one that's about 3,150, and it's called Broken Arrow. Uh, okay. So they're, they're kind of the top if you just want to do it. So our school will probably be classified as Class A, but we're not in a state association. Um, we're in a association called the Harlan Christian Athletic Association. So we have teams made up of about three states, Missouri, uh, Arkansas, Kansas, kind of bordering states here in the Heartland area. Okay. Um, so uh, like Sunrise, you've ever heard of Sunrise Christian? Mm-hmm. So they're a B team, not their travel team, not the one that gets all the D1. They're, they're in our association. Um uh, Providence Academy, Lawton Christian. So like just kind of a wide range of. of and is there like a board of directors and everything that decides those rules? Yes. yes. Okay. So we, we don't really go by state rules at all. Like for the most part, I mean, we do, we, we follow NFHS. Um, right. Mostly, but there's no like governing. Well, there's some rules as far as recruiting goes, but you, you could probably do a little bit of recruiting. I try to, cause we're, we're planning on moving to the state association. Okay. Uh, within the next several years, so I try to stick stick as close to um, their rules, their rules yeah. as possible. That way, I don't have to readjust. <laughs> right. Uh, so, right. and plus, we're a very tough academic school. Um, our 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 GPA, I mean, our ACT average ACT score of our school last year was twenty seven. Uh, huh, so that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so you know, just going out and going get anybody is kind well, of well. I mean, that's the crazy. Like, yeah, my son's going to Middlebury, which the average ACT is thirty three at Middlebury, yeah. and yeah. it's like I talked to I've talked to all the coaches in that a lot of the coaches in that league, and it's like who can go you, your your pyramid of who can actually play and yeah. who can actually get in. Yeah, it's like it's like the Ivy League can only recruit like you know Harvard's competing with Stanford, like mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's only so many kids that can get into Harvard and get into Stanford and play hoops. You yeah. know, there's like so I, I, I have them, a lot yeah. of I have a lot of connections, but I'm like, at the, my first question is, can they do the schoolwork? Because <laughs> right, it, right. Uh, Are you a student? Yeah, do that, do that. Yeah. So, um, but that's kind of how it breaks down. So in the ACA, we got three A, which we we're the large that's the larger school. So we're that's where we're at. And then you got a two A, then you got a one A. Okay. And so okay. there's about. 60 god what's a 1a like 100 kids um 30 lower lower than that (laughs) yeah uh for their whole school yeah me and my garage kind of thing you know yeah yeah (laughs) um but it's and the the, it's not a bad association at all um and we get to we get to really be creative with our schedule um so uh it it makes so i could play school from the oklahoma secondary school athletic association and we play most of our games are through that um, but it gives us ride wings to go play somebody in Arkansas or Kansas or Missouri and travel a little bit. So um, it's it's a nice little dynamic that I like to um, do whenever we're making our schedule. So well, that's nice. 
Okay, um, so go ahead. I didn't mean to get you off your, your – oh, you Sorry. Uh, I've been married for a little bit over a year. Uh, we celebrate our one-year anniversary on June 22nd. So um, uh, me and my wife met at OU, uh, the University of Oklahoma, where um, I was working for the basketball team at the time. But, well, um, first of all, congratulations. Today's um, my anniversary. Today. Oh, yeah, I just, I just saw my wife when I was getting something to drink between things. So 22 years. Uh, so shout out to Maya. Uh, even though this won't go up on our anniversary. Uh, yeah. So you've only been a head coach. She, did she know you when you weren't a head coach? Yeah. Um, okay. we met, we met at, at, at OU about probably in 2013 and okay. kind of we're friends. Okay. And then, um, in between me deciding to take a job here, um, and my last year working at OU, um, we, we decided to start dating. So, okay. Uh, so she went through a little bit of the ride whenever I was a GA at OU. Um, so all the traveling and all that. And, and the so- busy. That's the, that, that was where I was getting to because, like, my wife's only known me as a head coach. So, yeah. it's like, she's only known me busy. Like, she's never yeah. known me the not busy. So it's good. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a little bit busy. I'm, I'm still busy now because uh, I do a little bit of AAU and I do skill development training in the area. Right. So, I mean, my, my busy, but I'm, I'm home every night where at. At, at OU, uh, that wasn't the case all the time. That's what I tell the young guys. It's like, I, I had some opportunities, but it's like, seriously, I want to see my kids grow up. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you I, go that other route, like, you are like, whole, you're going to put some time, you're, you know. I, I get asked all the time, would you ever go back to, to the D1 level? And I tell them no. I was like, uh, NEI, D2, something like that. Um, will probably be on my my future alley, maybe. But I'm like, I love high school because I, I I can be just as busy, but I can also be home at a decent hour every night. So uh, it's kind of I can, I can pick and choose that. I don't I don't have anybody else telling me what I need to do. So uh, that that's kind of the 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 gist of where I'm at as far as you know moving up, you know, right. all that. So, um, but prior to OU, I um, I played. A little bit of basketball. Um, I, play, I, I signed out of high school to Langston University, uh, which is a historically black college here in, in Oklahoma. Um, didn't quite fall in love with the game right out of high school, so I kind of just faded out. Uh, and then my grandfather, I found out he had cancer, and so I kind of moved back closer to Oklahoma City and right. uh, walked on at Oklahoma Christian University, kind of played a little JV um, but I was still kind of going through taking care of him. Right. So I just kind of, and that, that was when I played for Dan Hayes. And so, um, he, so he let me kind of just hang around and practice and be around the team and stuff like that while I was trying to figure things out. Then I took a year off of school after my grandfather passed away and then um, went back to Oklahoma Christian to kind of get my grades up. And Dan Hayes was like, you 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 need to get into coaching. I, you love the game. You got to figure out. I think you like right now. Like we don't have a way for you to fit into our system or anything like that. Right. Um, so I kind of just worked and can't went to practices and stuff like that. But he always kind of egged me to push into coaching. And so whenever Lon Kruger got the job at OU, um, I called up there because I I got my GPA back up high enough to transfer. Right. Um. And it was, he was looking for managers, and there was probably about four managers at the time, and um, went in for an interview and got hired on. Um, and so um, 
did that for two years, took a little bit of a – went and coached football for a little bit. What did you learn in that process? Uh, oh, and at, at being a manager? Or yeah, for, being a manager. Because um, I haven't had a lot of people that have gone that road. I, that intrigues me. Yeah, um, it, I mean, you get a you get a little bit of everything as a manager. You you go from you know cleaning people's jock straps and, and <laughs> uniforms and sweaty uh, sweaty like stuff yeah. to you know getting a chance to dabble in some video um, coordinating and uh, running basketball camps. Because I mean, I mean, you have a you have a manager director. I mean, you have a camp director, but really as a manager, you're you're doing all the scheduling and you're doing all of this. So it was actually a really broad, at least how OU ran. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's a, it's a wide, yeah, yeah, it's a wide range of things that occur when you do that. Yeah. So, so for example, I, I like three of my friends, one, one, one of the, well, one of the managers that my first year, he's head of sports, um, you know, uh, the Olympic sports management, like as far as like gear, and stuff like that uh, at Stanford. And then I'm a high school basketball coach off of that same team. And then we got another high school basketball coach. And then we got one uh, guy that he is now in leadership in business. So okay. um, we, we, we had a ride of range. And so, and the second year we had more guys and, and a lot of those guys are I won with a JUCO assistant coach last year here in Texas and a couple more high school guys that, that kind of just got out and went, you know, the, the high school coaching route. So right. it, it can range from it, – it just depends on what your experience is and what you want to do. Um, uh, I, I kind of got in and I wanted to be a, an equipment manager. That was my first, like, gig. And then, like, I had people be like, I, I think you can really coach if you put your mind to it. But I just kind of brushed them off, and 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 that's kind of after I graduated my man, like from my, my undergrad, that's why I got out and uh, worked for the Department of Human Services um, here in Oklahoma, in there in Oklahoma City area, and I coached football for okay. years. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, <laughs> uh, so I dabbled in some things, and then uh, I got a call back and said that uh, we we have a GA opening. Uh, we we think you'll be you know, qualified for it. And so I went back and got my master's and, and uh, really kind of attacked that for, for a couple of years. Uh, right. So, and that, and that had a little, that had some experiences, you know, that were way different than me being a manager. So, uh, so you get to sit in the coaches meetings now, uh, pick the brain, you're, you're doing a lot of recruiting um sending out mailers looking at film breaking out film with the coaches sending film to the coaches so they can you're moving them. up the pyramid is basically what i yeah. refer to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Managers, so, managers are definitely at the bottom of the pyramid yeah, yeah 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 and so i got to be a ga and so um so kind of kind of right after that um right after my ga uh, that was, i was 2015 2016 17 so like being around the final four team that went there and we got, we got our, our, you know, we got beat really bad by Villanova that year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you did. Um, <laughs> and we, and then we lost buddy and, and that trio of guys, buddy Hilton and that trio of guys. Um, then we didn't really have a great 2017 year, but we ended up uh, before I left, we ended up signing Trey young. Right. Uh, so uh, then they had a really good, 
solid season that kind of fizzled out, you know, at the end. But um, still, you know, you have you, – you come through and you got two top, you know, ten draft picks in, in consecutive years. So, right. Uh, and I stay pretty close to the program now. And, and, and they're, they're going to have a really good year again next year. But um, I actually went up to – we went to Madison, Wisconsin, um, my last year there in 2017, and we lost to the the Ethan Happen. Um, okay. Uh, we, it was a close first half. I think we led at halftime, and then Wisconsin, like, they had one of them, you know, crazy runs that they have in that arena. And they just grind you, too. Yeah. They're just going to grind yeah. you. Yep. And they scored 91 points in that game. That was how bad our defense was because that team really couldn't score that well. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, but That's uh, a lot of points for a Badger team, 91. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we lost, like, 91-71 or something like that. So, uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. But... Um, but we, I learned a lot from that, but how, how I got into the job right now. Um, so we had an assistant coach, Steve Henson, who played at, who played for coach Kruger when he was the head coach of Kansas state. And he spent some time up in the, for the Milwaukee Bucks, um, playing, um, um, he took the job at university of Texas San Antonio and, uh, he took one of his uh, assistant, Coach Thompson, who was our video coordinator, he took him down to be his assistant coach at UTSA. And so after that 2017 year, he had been there for a year, and I got a call from Coach Thompson. And uh, he was like, uh, there's a, uh, a guy I used to work for in Tampa, Florida, at the school I used to work down there in, at, um, I think I think it's Cambridge, I want to say, Cambridge. Okay. Uh, Tampa, Florida. Yep. And he, like he took the job in, in Tulsa and he's looking for a, a basketball coach, uh, someone to lead his program because the school had never had really a, they've had a parent that, that coached or, you know, an old school, like 60, some 70 year, something year old guy kind of leading the program and he really couldn't put a lot of effort into it. And I was kind of in a process of trying to go find, you know, D1 jobs, whether it was D Dobo or, um, manager or video coordinator so I was in the process of doing that and so I went and interviewed and and he was like if you take care of my kids I'll take care of you and 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 you know we had very little talent my first year but I was like if you can give me the resources and then I can I can help build a, a build the ship build the ship baby yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh it, it was really intriguing and and I and I and I, and I kind of look back at it right now I don't think I was quite ready to jump to, to the college game. I, I, you you got to learn the game first. Like you got to learn the business aspect of it. Yeah. Um, it's, and uh, it's at every level. It's at every yeah. level. It's not even the D threes have changed, man. Like yeah, it has oh, like uh, the D one guys are popping down to D three now. Yeah, they are. Uh, actually one of my mentors, um, Chris Crutchfield, he was the uh, associate head coach or the second, no associate head coach at Arkansas this past year from Muslimman and he took a D2 job here in Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, just for the simple fact that, I mean, and he's a great coach, great recruiter. He's one that was the main recruiter on Buddy and right. uh, and Trey and, 
and and the slew of guys to get Arkansas. He was he was right at the top of top of that. And Arkansas had a top, I think a top ten recruiting class this year for basketball. Right. right. So um, I mean, the, the game has kind of changed, and so I was like, well, if I can learn how to run my own program and stuff like that, I think I'll be at the head of the curve, or or at least trending that way. And so that's that's kind of what I'm doing now. I love that. I love that. I love that. I kind of have that journey. Um, so let's talk, uh, you know, you and I were talking before we came on, let's talk a little bit about dribble drive. Cause you had sent me some stuff on dribble drive. So why do you like the dribble drive? Um, I, I like the dribble drive more because it, it teaches the game and you, you don't necessarily have plays. It's, it's, you can put, you can make it a continuity, which is, is basically what it is. Um, uh, but it, it just kind of helps the kids attack more, make decisions. So if you're coming off an attack off of a dribble handoff, you can do a ball screen to, to get that person down. So you can screen and roll, pick and pop. Um, you can get to the paint. Like when I put a big emphasis on paint touches, you know, so if you do a paint touch, you got to look up and see if, if the corner, you know, man, if his man is kind of coming in to help you um, stop, you can dump down, you can kick out. So it, it really, for, for high school, um, it, it really allows the kids to do a lot of playing and not a lot of thinking. And okay. so um, with, with a school like mine, where, you know, the kids, you know, are overloaded every day on homework, I don't know, <laughs> you know. When you're it, dealing with smart kids, too, sometimes it's like they can think too much. Yeah, right? yeah. And 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 whenever I got there, we we – I mean, my tallest kid last year was six two, maybe six three. Um, we're we're not very big. So, like, do you always run it with a post, or do you run dribble drive with five outs? Um, the, last year I had a I had a kid that that was more primarily a post kid. Okay. Um, um, now he's six one, but like the previous regime, they only taught him how to be a post because, I mean, obviously. So now I'm I'm trying to get out of that. Um, but we we will we we can we run some things where we can have an empty post. So like if you want to get out of the post, you go set a ball screen. Uh, so um, there there will all be somebody in there, but it can be an empty set. It can be an empty post set. So um, it, it just kind of depends on what that what that student athlete wants to do at that point in time. Is he reading it? Is he you know being active? Is he just kind of just standing around? Uh, but mo- mostly all of our – we go four, I went in. Um, but last year I had four really good guards. So right. we were really hard to guard, uh, even if you were bigger than us. Right. Uh, we, we had three games – no, we had four games where we sh- made over 12 threes. Um, well, you can either, shoot threes and drive, man. You're like – Yeah. And we had one guy – we had one kid. His name is Nathan. Um he he might try to walk on to Oklahoma Baptist University, which is a D two here. Um, he averaged sixteen point six points per game, but he was a very good slasher, and he was also a very good decision maker. Right. So we we had two guys on the court that shot over forty percent from three. Uh, so um, it, it was, if, if we could get downhill and we you know empty out those wings, those corner threes, because uh, I think as for the year, I think we shot forty eight percent from the corner, or and then I think that dipped a little bit to about 41% uh, from the wings. So um, we, we put a lot of emphasis on getting to the paint. You either get a layup or you kick it out to one of our, our really good three-point shooters. So um, that may look a little bit different this year because I'm only returning. Um, I lost – we we average 60 points a game, and I, I lost 
pretty much all of that. <laughs> so I tell I tell coaches that's a big statistic. Like yeah. points returning. Yeah. Is, is I look at that from a conference standpoint. Even it's like okay, so who's going to be good next year? And you can really you can tell a lot by points returning. Like yeah. it, it's not a perfect science, but it's just, it's one of those statistics that I have seen over time. Mm-hmm. That those tend, if nothing else, they tend to be the competitive ones before the turn. You know, before yeah. the first of the year. Yeah. That means they have experience. They have guys that have can play. They know the style. Yada yada yada. Um, so yeah, having zero returned about sixteen. I think we only returned about sixteen. So I, I got one of my leading scores back. He was a starter last year. He's averaging twelve, and I got my leading rebounder back. But he he averaged four points and six rebounds. So I do have some something to build around. But um, we're we're as a team, we only got two seniors, two juniors, a plethora of sophomores, and a plethora of freshmen. So uh, it'll be a little bit different um, coming coming this year. So we 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 our tempo may not be as fast. Um, we we average I think right around zero point nine one points per possession, which um, for high school is pretty solid. <laughs> um, I think the national average is like seven zero point seven five or six. Yeah. Um, so so I, and we average only thirteen point one turnovers per game. Okay. Uh, which for high school is kind of unheard of. Uh, right. I think the national average is somewhere around 17 or 18. Yeah. Turnovers uh, are killers, uh, man. I hate turnovers. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I, I try to, like, I try to tell my kids. I'm like, we're not overly, overly athletic. So you, you have to put more of a premium on taking care of the ball. Because uh, if you do that, we'll be in every game. Because I'm like, we can well, shoot. And here, you want to hear something? Here's what I tell them. It's a, every time you turn the ball over, it's a six-point turnaround on yeah, the scoreboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's three points you can score, yep. and then three points they can score. So let's mm-hmm. say you don't score, and then they score. It's a six-point turnaround yeah. every time you turn the ball over. We yeah. don't even have a shot to get those three points. So yeah. <laughs> um, you got to be – yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Uh so you sent me some drills and entries. What what were those as far as the dribble drive? Are those things that you specifically do? Um, we 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 try to do a little bit of. We we won't do all of them, but we'll we'll touch on some of them throughout the year because it just it just depends on what what my emphasis are for this year. So like we won't do the same. We might take one or two of those drills and okay. implement it this year, but I may look at that group and be like, well, this is what I want to emphasize this year. Okay, so that so that, that 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 dives me into a question about the dribble drive. So, do you, do you first of all do you run it in your entire system? Does your entire program run it every freshman to varsity? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Um, which right now we we pretty much just got a JV and a varsity. So I, I got eighteen total kids. So I, I pretty much put them up nine nine or ten eight. Right. So they all run it. So that's the first thing. They, we, so then we all practice together. Yeah. Yeah. So how then? How do you implement? How do you implement that as far as practice goes? Like, how many of them know how to do it when they – I mean, I know you said how many returns you have next year, but how long does it take you to feel like you're running it? And how do you implement it? I, I'll, I'll kind of I'll take it off of last year's team. We had a way more, you know, balanced team. I, I, I kind of married it last year. Uh, I dabbled in it a little bit my first year because my first year we went 10 and 14 and we did not have any type of – good team at all what did you do the first year uh we we i i literally did not put in any 
set plays at all. Okay. I gave them concepts. Um, if 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 a person drives to the basket, we'll, we'll, we have one person filling up to the top. Uh, one person, you know, standing in the wing, post guys, you're, you're on the backside for a few misses of layup, you get a, a rebound. Um, but we try to get more out in transition. So we, we, we run Carolina break okay. a lot. And so if we came out of Carolina break and we didn't get a, a basket, we will kind of go and run into a drag screen and you pick a roll and you pass and we'll keep going. Um, so we, we, I really didn't put in anything because that those kids, they, they, First of all, they had been beaten down a little bit before I got there. Right. And so uh, I really had to, like, really reconstruct their mind, like, be confident in what you do. Well, people underestimate that with building a program. It's, like, it's so important, especially when you come into – I mean, like, I came into a losing program, too, and it's, like, it is, like, you got to, like, nuke it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you got to, like, re – it's almost like putting them in – um a, a reprogramming camp like you got to get like you, we got to forget all about that because mm-hmm. we ain't doing that like we ain't yeah. losing like that's not the way we do things i know yeah. it's so hard yeah we, we we pressed a lot um and junked the game up a little bit so so i, I kind of tried to reinvent the wheel there but we we were more if we, if we ran a half court set it was either concept or we ran the flex offense Right. Um, and so flex is a nice offense to start with. I have no problem. Yeah. I mean, I won state titles. Wesley freaking he's an NBA guy. I ran with an NBA guy. You can run that. It's, it's not a bad, it's not a bad offense yeah. in spurts. I agree. Yeah. I, it, yeah. I mean, it's easily, if you can find some counters for it um, and some, some different ways to kind of get into it, then it's not as easy to stop once you get in the fourth quarter, you know, and that's right. kind of what, uh, that's kind of what kind of tempered us from winning a little bit more games is when we get to the fourth quarter, everybody knew what we were doing. So, um, so as a coach, I just kind of had to go back. It was like, I need to find something that I can adjust and, and keep, keep moving the wheel. So hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to hear other podcasts by coach Collins, go over and check out high school hoops and teacher side gig, and then go over and subscribe to all of them and leave all of them five-star reviews. That would be great. Um, and then if you have 30 seconds after that, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.